a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to today's program. Live Mike is what we call it. My name is Lee Lonsberry. I'm excited about today's program. We have a good plan. Amy and I have spent a lot of time putting together today's show, and we're starting off in an exciting way. You heard uh, just a short time ago on these airwaves, an announcement was made up on Utah's Capitol Hill. We heard from the governor. We heard from the new mayor here. And we also heard from Fraser Bullock. That's a name you know, uh, and he joins me in studio. In 1999, uh, Fraser became the chief operating officer and chief financial officer of the Salt Lake Organizing Committee for the 2002 Winter Olympics. All the wonderful excitement and fun that you had back in 2002 and have continued to enjoy since then, all of it stemming from the Olympics, uh, is due in large part to the efforts and work of Fraser Bullock. And this morning, there was a big announcement made. What did you announce? We announced, excitingly, the formation of a committee called Salt Lake City-Utah Committee for the Games. And that committee is focused on bringing the games back to Utah, either in 2030 or 2034. Uh, that is yet to be determined. And the other announcements were that uh, Cindy Crane, who worked as CEO of Rocky Mountain Power, is chair, and I am president and CEO. You think uh, you think Utah deserves uh, another shot at the Olympics, huh? Well, there's so many legacies we have here in Utah. But the most important legacy is our love for the games. We loved the games last time so much we want to have them again and present them to a new generation who never got the opportunity to experience it again. And we have the best place in the world to host games. You and I talking in the commercial break, I said uh, as I kind of drive around uh, the state and see all these facilities, it, it's remarkable. I have other experiences in life. I grew up in, in New York, uh, not far from Lake Placid. I've driven around there. I've seen uh, the, the facilities up there, and they're pretty dilapidated. There's not much use uh, coming out of them. Every once in a while, uh, I'll get caught off guard by some of that clickbait stuff on Facebook where it will show the remnants of old Olympic games uh, around the world. Here in Utah, there's nothing like that. The facilities, uh, thanks to your efforts back in 2002 uh, that were put in place to host these Olympic Games, they remain uh, functional locations. On New Year's Day, I was telling you, I ran a little foot race on the on the foot track there at the Olympic Oval in Kearns, and we'll be hosting a big event uh, here coming up this weekend there. Uh, Utah is different and special. It is. Every single one of our venues is alive and active, engaged in World Cups and different competitions for youth. And as you said, Lee, this weekend, actually starting tomorrow, we have the World Single Distances Championships at the Speed Skating Oval. It's an incredible facility that we used at the Olympics, and it's alive and active today. We are uniquely positioned because of all the things that have been done since the Games to be ready to host another one. I was unaware of the history of Utah's efforts in bringing the games here to Salt Lake City in the past. They date back uh, not just to uh, the late 90s when the the Olympics were awarded here for 2002, but all the way back to 1932, the Olympics. Uh, we went after a bid then, uh, ended up uh, being hosted in Lake Placid uh, the first time. I think Lake Placid hosted it, what, three times? 
uh, at least twice that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, Lake Placid. And then in 72, uh, another effort to bring the Olympics here. We were beat out then uh, by Sapporo, Japan, who is also in the running this year. How do we fare up against uh, this competitor? Well, Sapporo is a great city, great Olympic city, great history. They have high enthusiasm. Uh, We, too, have our own things to talk about in terms of our presence. I think our um, foot, uh, excuse me, my, our foot forward that we can place is just such the great, a great legacy. We have all the venues. We have an experienced team. Sapporo's got some work to do because some of their venues need to be built and refurbished, but we have two slots available, 2030, 2034. We'll see how it goes. They could be awarded really uh, at any time. We're speaking to Fraser Bullock, who is the president and CEO of the SLC Utah Committee for the Games. Uh, the goal is to bring the Winter Olympic Games back here to Utah. Uh, let me ask you, as president of this newly formed committee, what's the first order of business? Well, the first thing we've got to dive into is it going to be 2030 or 2034 we need to do the analysis between those two games a balanced unbiased analysis there are pluses and minuses for each games in 2030 it's sooner our venues are younger we're all younger um but la is hosting the summer games in 2028 so back-to-back games present some challenges they're overcomable uh one is that it's nice to rotate games around the world. And the second one is domestic sponsorship revenues, which are an important revenue source for the games. Is there enough to go around for these back-to-back games? Uh, versus 34, that would be six years away from L.A. But we have aging venues and other issues we need to address. So we are going to be taking a deep dive into that. And we're going to do what's best in the in- for the interest of Utah and Utahns. And we're going to partner with the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee in terms of what they want to do and come up with a joint recommendation. You, in fact, have this upcoming weekend, you have meetings with the USOC uh, on this very issue. What do you anticipate discussing with them? Yes, we will outline a process, the key analysis we need to do, uh, time frame, everything we need to put together to assemble the data analysis input opinions from all the different constituent groups in terms of which one we should pursue. So having them uh, in town the day after our announcement is ideal, and we'll be working with them the next three days. Let me ask you this. Do you have a pin yet for the formation of your committee? Not yet, but we're thinking about it. <laughs> That's one to get. Fraser Bullock, president and CEO of the Salt Lake City, Utah Committee for the Game. Sir, I'm so grateful to you. I look forward to getting reports from you periodically, and uh, we're rooting for the committee and its efforts. It'd be so great to have the Olympics back here in Salt Lake City. Regardless of what year you land on, uh, it'd be so wonderful to have him back here. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you so much. Uh, As I told you earlier, we have so much planned for today's program. We're going to have to walk through some of the results of last night in New Hampshire. The good news is, though, if you think back to last week, remember, we got left hanging. Iowa uh, said, hey, yeah, we're going to give you these great results. You're going to know just the the attitude and the direction the Democratic Party would like to go. Uh, And then the next day came. And then the next day came. And we didn't know. And we were, we were left without answers. And the candidates had to move on to New Hampshire. Well, in New Hampshire last night, they showed us how to do it. 
the folks showed up to the ballots. They cast those ballots, and we this morning uh, wake up with results. And we will share those results with you uh, later on in the program. We're also going to be talking about an issue which has uh, some folks divided. It has to do with straight ticket voting. Uh, That's the issue where on the ballot you can click a box or check a box that just indicates your willingness to vote for every Republican candidate or every Democratic candidate. Well, there is a piece of legislation that would do away with that practice on the ballot here in Utah. Uh, The Deseret News editorial board supports that move. We're going to speak to both a representative from the editorial board as well as a member of the Utah State Legislature who is against it. That is all coming up on today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.